Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. I'm Guy Bauer. It's the good life. We call it food wine. I'm fun for yours. Just make sure you show up at 12.05. That's when we start every Saturday. On the phone with me is Chef Dave Martin. You may remember from a, 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 the, a, the first season of Bravo's Top Chef. And uh, more importantly, maybe you've seen him on, on other venues or maybe you've already got a copy of the Tequila Diet book. Uh, exploring Mexican food and drink with the world's greatest spirit. I have opened a El Beston del Rey from south of Puerto Vallarta. It's an Anejo. And, uh, Chef, I just, uh, you know, yeah. been, been swirling it in the glass and, and breathing it. And uh, it's pretty pleasant as a sipping tequila. I don't even know if I'd want to add anything to it. But let's get to that. But yeah. let's, let's talk first about the first section of the book, Terms, Tips, and yeah. Methods, is so appropriate for a book like this, not only for the information about tequila, but because of some of the pantry items that are different, some of the cooking techniques, uh, I think that was important. And then it's proceed- yeah. it followed shortly thereafter by a little blurb about tequila. Now, yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about El Bastón del Rey and your friend, Mr. Miller. Yeah, you know, I met them in Sandali and... You know, as someone that already enjoyed tequila, um, you know, it was so refreshing. I really, even like drinking their silver, it was so clean. Like I didn't pitch the book idea until I'd had the tequila. So just backing up on, you know, what I was talking about earlier, it wasn't like, oh, hey, um, you know, I tried the brand. I met him. Um, you know, he's done a lot of work bringing the brand to the U.S. That is quite a challenge in itself. Um, but the style and method and, you know, their agave and the extra aging and time that they take in terms of the time in the field and things of that nature really make it a premium tequila that price point wise is not, you know, you're not paying for all the marketing branding that you do with some of the other brands. That is something that I think is important when it comes to tequila. The most expensive does not mean it's the best. So, um, you know, that's definitely something to take into consideration, but, um, uh, you know, met you know actually went down uh you know to the region and got to meet some of the people and it was just a great experience and you know i was told from the first sip um 
you know, that's a little bit about my backstory and kind of meeting them. What was the rest of the question? I'm sorry. Well, no, the, the, you, you did good. Yeah. You know, I, I think okay. you touched on it a little bit, and I know I have a good friend, Bryce, yeah. Bryce Loeb, here in Wichita, who brings Una yeah. Vida tequila. He and a partner make okay. it in, in Mexico. Yes. And yes. a lot of people, when they think of tequila, think of some of these common everyday brand names that are inexpensive, and it's a simple tequila with some food coloring in it, uh, you know, okay. Right. Jose Cuervo right. Gold, right. let's not beat around the bush. Um, right, And right. they just don't realize the difference between craft-made tequila and some of this everyday plonk that sells for $12 a bottle. Exactly, exactly. It's And, you know, and Cuervo was really the, they were the group that started years ago. Like, I remember in college, like, yep. you know, you drank tequila <laughs> with a lime and salt, and it's like, no. Cuervo started that because the, they knew the product was so bad that the only way to get it down was to, you know, mute your palate with the salt and finish with the lime. And that's a, that's a true story. And so, you know, when I see people in bars today drinking, you know, whatever, say the, you know, Casa Amigos, you know, all these, uh, you know, celebrity based brands oh, and they're yeah. doing shots with salt and lime. I'm just like, you guys, like, uh, that's for the garbage, not for something that's at least halfway decent out there. So it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a funny thing that that's what tequila is associated with. Um, but, you know, Cuervo did their job in terms of getting people to be able to choke it down with, uh, you know, salt and a lime. Yeah, I think they invented what's commonly called the tequila face. After you, exactly. After Ooh. somebody takes oh. a shot and they get, wrinkle their yeah. face up and, uh, you know. Yes. Yes, or they're shaking your head at a bar yeah. in Mexico, and it's, you know, the horrible stuff. You know, that's from years and years ago, but, yeah, yeah I'm dating myself. Well, I think it's such a good thing that uh, as craft everything, whether it's beer or, or mm -hmm. improved winemaking, or certainly when it comes to spirits, bourbon from our country or tequila from Mexico, you know, we've just come such a yeah. long way, and, uh, you know, it's it's worth the money. It's worth the money to have the quality. Um I wanted to get both. I wanted to get yeah. a silver, the the tequila blanco, yeah. the, the clear liquid, because to me mm -hmm. that that gives you a starting point. That's that's before it spent yeah. time in a barrel. Um, yes. It, it, what is you, you said? Your you 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 drank the blanco before you even met Mr. Miller and, and decided to do this. Uh, but when you talk about barrel aging a fine premium clear spirit like that. And getting this color yeah. like this anejo has, uh, man. Yes. It's uh Yeah, it's it's yeah. There, you know, for me, my favorite is always reposado. Is what I drink. I drink reposado on the rocks with a piece of orange. I like it really clean. I don't really, in terms of when I do drink, I drink tequila and wine pretty much, and it's pretty much international wine at this point. I just you know less sugars, less processing, less sulfites. Um, and the same with tequila, you know, you've got the properties of it being uh, the sugars are agavanoid based versus sugar based. And, you know, there's just a lot of great things about it. It's a, you know, it can function as a probiotic. And it just, to me, without the sugars, you know, that helps alleviate a headache the next day. If indeed you do imbibe a little, a little too greatly, um, you know, there's, there's so many things about it that really work great. One, to enjoy just sipping. Um, or, you know, if you do have a little bit more, it does uh, do a little better job on the body the next day, you know, head and body. Well, you know, you have a little blurb, a paragraph of tequila perks, and most of them I knew, but yeah. there was a, 
a couple. Uh, well, I have in-laws who, it's my sister-in-law and her husband, and they both have diabetes. And they both okay. love to drink. So, you know, they're almost exclusively tequila drinkers. Uh, uh-huh. But there's so many things you listed. Uh, stimulant versus depressant. I never thought of it that oh. way. Yeah, which is huge, the properties in it. And that's why, you know, again, been drinking tequila for many years. But, you know, you remember when you'd be at a party and see people, like, get more amped up and excited, the people doing the tequila. It's not just because of the spirit itself. It is it is a stimulant. And it is, you know, versus a depressant, it does react with, you know, certain people's bodies a little differently than others. So that's why some people, you know, they enjoy the tequila. Some are like, oh, that's not for me, da-da-da. And that is one of the reasons driving that is, you know, the, the background properties in the spirit itself. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the I'm sure they're all made with blue agave, which, you, you know, you got to see that. That's that's the first sign to look for on a label uh, for quality. And Completely. hundred percent. hundred percent blue agave. Correct. I didn't know that the, there was antioxidant qualities in agave. Yes. Yeah, the you know, agave is a very magical ingredient that is is really something that you know. There's so many things that we don't think about, you know, when especially when you come when you think about drinking, you don't think about drinking and it being healthy, you know. So, and not that it's like hyper healthy, you know. Like this isn't a diet book. Like that's like a thing that I said, and you know, <laughs> I mean, if you eat six pizzas a day and drink tequila, I don't know, you know, what your weight loss factor will be, but it's really more of it's really kind of more of a lifestyle and you know what I've done with tequila in the book is I've you know infused it in the dishes and you know there's some in the ceviche um it's probably in about 95% of the recipes it's used to deglaze and some of the different braised meats it's used in the mole and the concept there is you know I'm French trained in terms of uh my cooking and you know like in France we use sherry in Italy we use marsala and so I started when I started the idea and concept for the book, I was like, well, gosh, why don't I just use the spirit of Mexico, which is indigenous to the region, in different dishes and, you know, for deglazing and the same purposes I'd use the fortified wines in other regions and other places around the world. So that's something that is an important part of the book that, um, you know, was behind my whole thought process. Yeah. The second section is a, a, the first section when we start talking about recipes is the cocktail section. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned yes. margarita. We've all had that favorite margarita menu or, or margarita memory, if you will, yeah. whether you like it frozen or on mm-hmm. the rocks. But it can be used in so many different style of cocktails or take a traditional cocktail and instead of uh, American whiskey using uh, a high-quality tequila. And that is my next point. Yes. All of these recipes, yes. you know, you're using Baston Del Rey, which it – yes. You got to use something that you want to drink. It's like cooking with wine. Don't buy some crappy yeah. wine to cook with. And if you're going to make a yes, cocktail. Because you're constant, yeah, you're going to reduce it and make it even worse. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, totally. And in the cocktails, you know, I tried to do some classics. And you know, like, you know, an example is the Oaxacan Old Fashioned. You know, I'm taking, you know, a whiskey or, you know, related spirit style cocktail and using the Añejo or Extra Añejo Really, they're, they become similar in profile because of the barrel aging that's behind it. So, you know, and another point on the cocktails, like, these aren't mixologist cocktails, okay? Those are for when you go to a bar and you have a mixologist. So I tried to make them simple, approachable, 
not 600 ingredients so that they'd be things that people would execute at home. So that's a little bit about my thought process behind the cocktail section. Yeah, I like it. There's there's several that I like. And I, I love uh, that you. You, you mentioned Oaxacan, and I know that you've been all over. I have, too, as a pilot at FedEx, I, I used to bid to, oh. to get long layovers in Mexico. And, uh, you know, from Monterey to Guadalajara to the coastal regions uh, in Mexico City. Uh, but I never yes. I never got to go uh, to Oaxaca. And as a fan of Mexican uh, food, especially that style, uh, I regret yeah. that. I need to do it. What, what is your favorite you regional you Mexican food that we might find recipes oh. for in the book? Well, you know, I, I embrace so many different reasons, even from the close, you know, Baja style uh, dishes or riffs on that. And then, you know, mole, um, you know, with yeah, that baby. being Pueblo region, which is known for that. And then Oaxaca region, which has, you know, they feature the seven moles. So, you know, there's definitely a little bit of that. And, you know, I've been to so many different parts that I take little pieces um, and I might mix it or spin it, uh, you know, together using, um, you know, again, ingredients that are local, that are indigenous. You know, these recipes are pretty authentic, although, like, you know, I'm a white kid from Southern California. Like, <laughs> I've been eating Mexican food my, for over years. So, you know, I do understand the flavors, the chilies, uh, and just the importance of ingredients. And, you know, I've done so much with other cuisines from around the world. I really, what's important to me is to really stay true to whatever that region is, like, you know, when I worked on an Indian concept, you know, I use what's from there. You know, I don't use olive oil. Like, they don't use olive oil in the region. You know what I mean? They don't necessarily, you know, so little things like that are really important to whenever I'm crafting a restaurant menu or, in this case, a cookbook. Well, I, I just think it's such a good idea what you've done. And, and then, uh, okay, you, you have several different chapters to come here. We, the first yeah. food-related, of course, is breakfast and brunch, not my favorite meal in Mexico, but okay. I start reading some of this stuff and, and you're making a syrup for pancakes with some tequila. Oh, you're yeah. killing me. And then throwing, yeah, there's a little tequila in the, again, it's layering. There's a little bit in the syrup. And then there's also a tequila braised carnitas that I serve. That's just a really like sweet and savory combination. That, that really is fun to have in the morning at a brunch, you know, where you've got your waiver certeros, your chilaquiles, and all those other traditional dishes. Yeah. But having the pan, the tequila infused pancake syrup with the carnitas, it's like a winning combination. Yeah. And then the next chapter, probably one of my favorites, and I think you could probably do a book all about salsas and, and, and the different oh, regional salsas. Sure. Uh, for sure. This had to be hard to pare it down to just what you did. It did. It did. Because I, I love them all, you know, hot sauce and salsa. Like my home, there's like, you know, 15 different hot sauces at any given time, which fit into kind of meet the same category when we talk about salsas. And it was hard to pare it down, but I wanted to try to feature different things and a variety of different chilies and peppers. And then also, you know, whether it's tomato based or tomatillo based and also having some, you know, fruit based is also really important, you know, based on the area or region. Um, so yeah, it was definitely hard to keep that section small. But it's good. I mean, there's pineapple. There's uh, well, uh, yeah. Most people that like Mexican food have had something that has had tomatillas in it, and most people that yeah. like it 
don't know what to do with it if they see it, and they, they might not even recognize it in the grocery store if they see fresh tomatillas. But uh, the tomatilla, yeah. easy, yeah. easy one pot's a beauty. Yeah, exactly. That is a fun salsa work now today. It's just kind of that old grandma style where they would throw in, you know, whether it's the tomatillo or tomato, the pepper, the onion, and you just kind of cook it down and blend it. I mean, it doesn't get simpler, especially if you're trying to make three or four other things at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's why the grandmas did it that way. <laughs> uh, the next section, of course, is uh, a, a good place to start. Uh, I think I would probably go for me. I love yeah. side dishes, don't get me wrong, but I would go find mm-hmm. what I'm going to fix for the main before I looked at the side dishes. But, man, yeah. talk about creativity. It's not just beans and rice. No, no, no. I tried to keep that really broad, too, and just having fun options that you don't always see at the Mexican. Well, you see at the Mexican table, but people don't think of it. No, no, it's uh, what you dump chips in and or, you know dip chips in in the beginning and... Oh, it's so much more. Than right. That. Uh, there's right, something right. something about a roasted tomato, roasted pepper, dark, rich, intense sauce uh, with with good balanced heat and flavor. And we stay at Paradise Village in Nuevo Vallarta, and you have to uh-huh. ask for the hot one, you know. Uh, yeah. And it is uh, it's magical. They make it there every morning, and it is really something. Yeah, they'll be good restaurants. Uh, veggies and salads and the picture, uh, it, it's a drawing, but it looks like it was a drawing from a picture of, yes, of yes, the I corn. Had, I had an artist in, yep, the elote. Yeah. I had an artist in Indonesia take some photos that maybe weren't, they were more from my phone versus my photographer that we had for the book. And so I wanted to, you know, capture that, but still, you know, the same integrity. Um, yeah, the elote, of course, is such a great dish. And not so many menus nowadays, but yeah. this is my version with no mayo because don't do mayo. Um, so it's a great option for people that aren't mayonnaise fans. Well, you know, and the final thing, a final thing, one of the final things, I had the good fortune yeah. of having a, a, a very smart uncle, and he married a young Mexican gal. And she taught okay. me... Uh, how to make tortillas and she taught me how to make uh, to make tamales and you know making tamales as you know no matter where if you get a kit that takes two hours okay you'll get something like a tamale but to do it right you're roasting the meat all day you're 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 working the masa and the lard and and then you you, then you have the rolling period before you have the steaming period and the reward is after a long hot day you get to sit down at the table. and uh... Yes, and that that is like a total art. It's a total cultural thing. And here's the deal. It had a tamale recipe, and it was like four pages. And I was like, here's the deal. No one's going to make that. So what I did, I came up with a compromise for myself. I actually did a tamale pie. So it is the same masa that I crafted for my tamales that has fire-roasted tomatoes and fun things in there to give you a little bit more flavor in the actual masa component. But then what I allow folks to do at home is, one, with the whole book, is customize it, make it yours, do what you want. But you can put essentially whatever you want under that masa, whether it's beans, if you're plant-based, or whatever braised meat you have. and you. But without the 16 hours in the kitchen. So (laughs) that was kind of my compromise to myself, but also being realistic to home and readers like, hey, you love tamales, but here's a way to do it without, you know, having a fleet of people in the kitchen. It's good, and 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 the tamale pie 
is a great quick way to kind of get close. And like you said, tamales in general, or certainly with that recipe, you can make it yours. What about, you know, again, something that I think a lot of people don't think about when they think of Mexico, even if they've gone to Cancun on a cruise ship, is seafood. Yeah. But seafood plays such yeah. an important part, whether you're in Baja or, 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 or mainland, but near the coast. Uh, God, I know yes. you, you can go downtown in, in Puerto Vallarta and buy fresh seafood every yeah. afternoon from the boats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the boats coming in, yeah, daily. For sure. Yes, it is such a critical compartment, uh, com- component, excuse me, you know, like I've got the shrimp ceviche, the scallop tiradito, um, you know, just I'm a huge, you know, again, it's about having balance. And especially if you're going to do a meal, like you said, you're going to look and say, oh, OK, here's my name. Uh, you know, maybe I've got the tequila braised carnitas or uh, the chicken mole. But, oh, well, let's start with the ceviche or something a little bit lighter. So I think it's always about having a balanced menu and this book allows you um, a myriad of options, uh, you know, to make it your own. And uh, I'll tell you, the ceviche recipe is very, very similar to what we have used in the past. You got to start with the best seafood you can get. That's a given. And if you and and shrimp, if you get some scallops, you can combine them both. And then what, but I have never used tequila in the marinade. And I think that would be so cool, a lighter-bodied soda. You know what? It, yeah, it does really kind of set it off. And I, I had just done the book launch party a couple of weeks ago in, in the city in New York. And it was funny. People were like, oh, my God, I love ceviche, but I, this was the best that I've had. I was like, really? I was like, wow. And I was like, well, it could be a couple things, you know, the tequila. And then they're also having that fresh pineapple. Yeah. Those two things really, really kind of helped set it off so that, you know, I never wanted to be – hyper onion based, you know, so it's, it's a little, it's a real solid balance of all of the components and making it fresh and then just kind of serving it right out of the gate is kind of my recommendation or the way that I, I like to serve it at home or at an event. Uh, and, you know, it, it, chilies, it, whether you use a, a fresh Fresno chilies, diced fine and jalapenos, yeah. that's all good. The pineapple was something that I haven't used and I saw you used a, yeah. t- a teaspoon of agave nectar i did just a hit of agave and a double down and then also it kind of again it kills the acid and it can kill that onion taste that becomes dominant again it's it's just kind of balancing a little bit well uh, can, can i keep you for one more short break sure well and you tell me again where where are you on a boat I'm out in the Hamptons. I'm, I'm working on one of my clients' boats today. Um, <laughs> so I'm just podcasting from uh, the hull of the boat while everyone's running around swimming. Well, it sounded so fun up on top, and I appreciate you going down so that everybody here in Wichita can hear you better. I won't keep you much longer. A quick break. I want to come back. We'll just touch on some of the meat and poultry ideas in the book. We're going to give away a copy oh, of the please. book, and we're talking about the tequila diet, exploring Mexican food and drink, with the world's greatest spirit with Chef Dave Martin. Go to goodlifeguy.com. you got links to Dave's uh, website, to to his Facebook and Twitter page. Uh, man, it's, you got to go look. Pretty interesting stuff. We'll be right back with more tequila, food, and wine after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 